Good morning, Tea Talk listeners. Good morning. Welcome back to Tea Talks. My name is Seth Johnson, and I'm Olivia Grace Murphy. And we have a special spotlight episode on J.C. Hood, who is a local actor in the area, also does improv comedy, also does a million other things that we will get into. But first, a little special thanks to our sponsor, Theater Jones. We love you, Theater Jones. Thank you. You rock our socks. So listeners, we hope that you had a good summer break from Tea Talks, because we most certainly did. Uh, So today, we are here with J.C. Hood. Oh, that's me. Yeah. (laughs) Do you want to introduce yourself a little bit, give your pronouns, a little backstory? Sure. Uh, My name is J.C. Hood. I am a theater artist here in DFW. Uh, She, her. Um, But also, if you call me sir or something else, I don't take offense. I, I I like everything. Um, but yeah, I'm here to talk about theater and performance and all of the various things we do. Love it. (laughs) Eloquent. Very eloquent. I'm great with words. (laughs) Insert jingle here. (laughs) Hey, I do song prof. (laughs) I will write you a jingle. Now JC's going to song prof our jingle then, I guess. (laughs) All right. T-talks. T-talks. We're here and we're talking with you. Hey. Perfect. I love it. Beautiful. <laughs> All right. So, JC, let's go ahead and just dive right into this. Uh, you've been doing some amazing work with Stomping Ground Comedy Theater. Um, we had uh, Lindsay on our show a couple months back, who is the founder of Stomping Ground. Uh, and we would just love to hear your take on the program and how the changes are coming about with this new kind of season coming up. Sure. So I was recently hired as the new training center director at Stomping Ground Comedy. Mm-hmm. And thank you. I'm very excited. I, I've kind of been around Stomping Ground since the very beginning. I was interested in improv back when I was in college um, and managed a troupe at Texas Tech University. Loved it, but kind of got away from it for a long time. And um, I was really excited to jump back into the world of comedy when I met Lindsay Goldapp a few years ago at Theater 3 doing a little night music, which is also where I met Seth. Yes, it is. <laughs> and uh, she told me about this little nonprofit comedy theater idea she had, and she was getting it started. And I jumped in with some workshops in the fall of 2017 and then started in their training center in the spring of 2018 doing sketch comedy, uh, jumped into improv, into musical improv, and it's just kind of grown from there. Um, it's become a huge part of my life, being a part of comedy here in Dallas. And quite honestly, I, I don't think I don't think I'll ever go back. I'm, <laughs> I'm in it for life. <laughs> that is awesome. But uh, yeah, talking about Stomping Ground, where we're going from here, uh, we just rolled out new curriculum in our training center. We have five levels. Uh, in our improv program plus our conservatory we also have a comedy writing and then from there you can go into stand-up or sketch comedy and we also offer movement and physicality with Ashley H. White Um, she's now offering an advanced movement class as well Mm. Uh, so that's really great the amazing things that we're teaching both improv and uh, other scripted theater performers and um, 
And then we're also kind of uh, thinking about branching out into some new directions, um, offering more musical improv, hopefully in the future maybe offering some directing for comedy. Ooh. Ooh. The directors yeah. in the room just pooped out. Yes. <laughs> um, because uh, there there is a lack of opportunities for people to get trained in directing comedy, mm-hmm. um, specifically looking at sketch comedy uh, here in the area and directing improv too, um, which sounds like a weird thing to say, but long-form improv shows need directors. Um, yeah, that concept <laughs> kind of blows my mind because when I think of improv, being the plebeian I am, I just think of like five people in all black just kind of like staring at the audience all like ha cha 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 and like just coming up with stuff just off the cuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is wrong, obviously. Um, <laughs> it could be that though. <laughs> you know, that that is improv. Um, but we're we're kind of we're trying to help broaden the horizons of what both short form and long form improv can look like here in Dallas. Um, as well as diving into what improv can do for people, mm-hmm. uh, personally, therapeutically, um, just for your everyday life, for skills that you need at work, and everything in between. Let's piggyback off that, because I love the Improv for Life program that Stomping Ground has. Mm-hmm. Maybe for our listeners who aren't familiar with that, would you care to shed some light on that? Sure. So um, we have an amazing person at our theater, uh, Andrea Baum, and she is a licensed uh, professional therapist, and um, she got interested in improv several years ago and was really curious about its therapeutic effects for people and uh, began working on curriculum and classes to help different communities. Um, So specifically with our Improv for Life program, we focus on communities like uh, people who have anxiety, people who are on the autism spectrum, people who have Alzheimer's and dementia, uh, people with brain injuries, and caregivers of those with Alzheimer's and dementia, and and so much more. And it's really an amazing program uh, to see just from a small workshop to even a seven-week course, the the changes that you see in people, um, the confidence that they build, uh, the comfort and connections uh, that they create. Uh, it's really beautiful. And honestly, I've personally seen huge changes in, in mm-hmm. my life um, and the comfort and confidence that I feel just every day now through it. That's, That's incredible. That really is. Because I, I feel like whenever you think of improv, you don't think of that impact. Um, and it's just amazing that you um, and Stomping Ground are taking such like a, a concept like improv and making it so, I guess... It, mm, universal. Or, universal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, universal and impactful. And that's just, it's, it's more than just what happens in the moment. It's creating a, a better community, and yeah. that's, that's fantastic. I, I hate to uh, burst this bubble for you, but you know we're improvising right now, right? What? <gasps> No, I'm not. <laughs> Nobody <That's> told right. <laughs> me. I'm sorry. Let me flip to page seven of this script. I can see this. Yeah. Um, and, and that's one of the things that we like to remind people. You, you improvise literally every day of your life. Every communication you have with another person is an opportunity to think on your feet, listen, respond, live in the moment. And through improv, you can improve all of those skills and better literally your everyday life. I believe it. I'm sold. I know a lot of people who could benefit from that, myself included. 
Yeah, it's 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 a really beautiful thing. Um, even in our improv for anxiety class, I mean, they do things like biofeedback, mm-hmm. um, and you can see people's resting heart rates change, um, their moods change, oh, wow. um, and it's it's really beautiful and amazing. We we have a lot of students now um, who have the opportunity to go through the seven week improv for anxiety course, and then we allow them to skip the intro improv class and jump into level two mm-hmm. um, because they've been working both on the therapeutic side of improv, but they've actually been learning legitimate scene work and performance at yeah. the same time. And so they jump right in with um, the other performers and join in classes. And um, I know we have at least one student right now who's about to go into level four of our program who started in the anxiety class and is now up on stage. I performed with them last night. That is uh, and it was, it was really beautiful and really fun to see um, people just grow so much in their health and confidence. Mm-hmm. I love that. Um, I mean, speaking of these kind of training things, we have a student of improv sitting with us right now, uh, Mandy Reichelt, who is one of our Flexible Gray members, um, co-founder actually, is here, uh, who has taken a couple of courses here at Stomping Ground. Um, so if you'd like, go ahead and uh, share your experience with us. Sure. Um, disembodied laugh from earlier talks now. Um, yeah, it's I, I started taking classes mostly as like an actor because there's a lot in it that is valuable for actors and also uh commercial work they like improv so that's a thing too just off topic but to note um i'm still very nervous i thought that three classes i would be more ready to like do things but i'm I'm still not so but that's me um the teeth they've been really great they're really encouraging and like if you're scared of it which i have been it's they're very like encouraging about it as opposed to being teachers who get mad obviously because they do all these other programs so they wouldn't be that way um it's really cool it's fun and it's fun to like meet different people outside of your normal circles because there are other actors in it that i've known but there's also tons of other people from different backgrounds and so that's always fun too yeah i think it's really beautiful the people that you meet when you go through the program um honestly there are some people i consider to be my best friends now that I started doing comedy with a year ago, and now like we're going on overnight trips to Oklahoma to perform improv up there. <laughs> yeah. Um, and um, speaking about like the meeting different people, it's so interesting to me the variety of people that come to comedy. Yeah. And, and why they come to comedy. I mean, of course, we've got like the dads. They're like, oh, everybody tells me my stories are funny. I should do comedy. <laughs> Um, but you also get people that are like, I really, I've, I've watched SNL since I was a kid and I want to be a part of that. Or the people that are like, I just want to step out of my comfort zone and yeah. try something new. I mean, we had a couple come to a workshop together and they're like, we do something new together every month. And this is our thing this month. We're trying comedy. So it's, it's really amazing getting to meet people from all walks of life, yeah. um, for all reasons why they've come to comedy. And um, we, we really try to make it a priority at Stomping Ground to bring in diverse audiences and people who maybe haven't had accessibility to learning comedy and performing comedy previously. Fantastic. Do you want to speak on that a little bit? Sure. So um, our, our mission at Stomping Ground is connecting the community through comedy. And that community is the entirety 
of DFW. We want to make sure that anybody who wants to get up on that stage has the platform to do it. And so we've prioritized, um, as far as our training center is concerned, uh, offering diversity and outreach scholarships for people from marginalized communities or um, who are at a socioeconomic place where they can't necessarily afford classes, we, we wanna make that accessible. Um, so once they're scholarshiped in, you're, you're going through the whole training center for free. Um, and uh, on top of that, we're then trying to get those performers into our shows so that when people come to the theater, they're not just seeing a, a sea of ghostly white faces on stage <laughs> um, because comedy does have that stereotype of being middle-aged white men mm-hmm. on stage making jokes that are for them yeah. yeah even like my first my level one class was all women and there's still so many women in my class now which is weird like you think it's going to be mostly guys and it's not and then the other groups and other tech people that they're bringing in so it's getting there and it's Mm -hmm. exciting yeah I was really excited um I think it was either in my level two or level three class I was looking around and we had more persons of color in my class um than we had white or Caucasian people and um, it really reflected in our comedy and the voice of our group um, that we were able to see scenes on stage and see stories told, uh, told on stage that would normally n- not get seen. Um, and so it's, it's made me really proud to be a part of this community and how we are actively always striving for inclusion. It's not just everybody's welcome no literally we're gonna drive in our car pick you up pay for your ticket come to the show we want you here um we've got some really amazing shows um that are being produced in-house and out of house that we're bringing in um the women of candor storytelling and comedy show is amazing that thing sells out every month we've had to actually double it and have two shows now um, uh, because uh, Sydney Plant and I'm going to say uh, uh, Dr. Kristen Gilroy. Oh, I hope I said your name right. I am so sorry if I said it incorrectly, but you are an amazing storyteller, <laughs> Kristen. <laughs> um, but they've, they've made this wonderful show um, that's really beautiful. Uh, in July, their theme was Black Girl Magic, and mm. it was amazing. Um, we also have coming up TGI Fin de Semana, uh, which is our all Latinx sketch comedy show. Woo-hoo. We're not sure if there's ever been an entirely Latinx sketch show before in Dallas. I mean, I haven't been in the comedy scene long enough to know, but um, it's really amazing. Um, it's an entirely Latinx cast, um, writer's room. It's, it's really amazing uh, to see the work that they've done on that. Um, we've recently had groups coming up from Austin, Sugar Water Purple, and uh, Yawi Asian uh, coming <laughs> up and performing, um, and they were so amazing. And so it's like, we really want to be this hub where um, people can come and feel safe and feel like their voice is valued and that their voice is heard um, and just feel at home, mm-hmm. you know? And that, that is very commendable of what y'all are doing, because I feel like there's a lot of theater companies in the area, um, sorry if I'm calling you out, but that have this really grand mission, 
but aren't practicing what they preach. And mm-hmm. I feel like Stomping Ground goes out of their way to go above and beyond their mission and really bring in the people uh, that they're trying to reach. And uh, that is truly everyone. I've seen so many different uh, kinds of people in the just few shows I've seen there. Um, and it's just, it's a beautiful thing to see. It really is. Uh, so I'm, I'm super, super grateful to have uh, Stomping Ground in the community. I think it is a wonderful asset. Um, and I, I just, I'm very proud of everything that y'all have done, especially like having known you a little bit before Stomping Ground and then like post Stomping Ground, <laughs> just like seeing your growth and everything is just kind of been fun for me to watch personally. I'm Aww. just like, I mean, I don't know. I just, I feel like it's, it's a brand new JC and it's a JC that I love being around. Um, and it's, uh, we're just I'm certainly very... funnier. Well, I hope, <laughs> I hope I am. I joke all the time about not being funny. <laughs> You're very funny. That's why we're doing this podcast about you. <laughs> well, I'm at least funny looking, but you can't tell from the podcast. I hope you can Shush tell from my voice. Beautiful face. We are going to put your headshot up. So. Oh, yeah. Um, so let's go away from Stomping Ground because while you do so much great work there, you do amazing work in other facets of our community. Sure. Uh, what would you like to talk about first? Acting, directing, writing? <laughs> Oh, wow, there's so much. Um, Yeah, I've been really honored over the past couple years to branch outside of acting. Um, When I came into the DFW theater community, I was incredibly intimidated. I, I came here from living in Lubbock, Texas for nine years, and I had a lot of great theatrical success there, uh, but I just wasn't sure... Uh, if, you know, this little podunk actress from Lubbock could hack it in professional theater in DFW. And so it took a couple couple years before Mm -hmm. I uh, got my first um, equity show. And um, I'm I'm happy to say I don't think I've done any productions outside of a professional company for the last two years. Um, That's amazing. So, um, yeah, I don't think I have. I'm sorry if I'm forgetting someone. <laughs> um, but yeah, and so the the acting, I've been really grateful to do a lot of work um, with with companies like Uptown Players. I've done a lot of shows with Uptown. Love it there. <laughs> um, Water Tower, Theater 3. Done several shows with Lyric Stage, um, which is where I got my start. So um, yeah, and then beyond the acting, I've expanded out to doing the comedy, and I've expanded out to directing more. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've been very lucky to get to direct uh, with Camp Death, and Imprint, and Stomping Ground, um, and uh, Flexible Gray doing a reading of a show that I wrote. Yeah, what? we did. <laughs> Um, yeah, and I, like that, I've also expanded into writing. Um, so I uh, got to do The Closet, a uh, piece that I wrote uh, with Flexible Gray, and uh, was selected for uh, Imprint Theater Works First Impressions Festival, their first one, the first mm-hmm. first impressions. The first first. Um, yeah. uh, I had a piece in there, Killing Oscar, and then obviously I've been writing comedy. Um, so I don't know. It's been it's really great. Oh, prop design done that too. Mm-hmm. Huh. I was say I've prop design for lyric and for imprint theater wow. works as well. Yeah, I like making things. How about uh, that? I've seen your uh, videos making the bubbles. I am the bubble queen. You are. 
let me tell you, I can tell you all about the science of bubbles, where you can find bubbles in the world around you, the best bubble homemade, like homemade bubble solution. Mm -hmm. Oh, don't get me started on science. I mean, let's start. Let's talk about science. Let's talk about JC Hood, science fanatic. Bubble queen extraordinaire. Yes. Can we get that on a business card? I really want somebody to do a play about bubbles, just so I can have the title of being the bubble consultant for the show. Mm. So if somebody can get on writing that, that'd be great. Dallas, where are our writers at? N- Nicole Neely, come Jane. on. I bet we can get Cameron to write a play about bubbles. Yes. Cameron. <laughs> come on, Cameron. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I also just directed for the One Minute Play Festival. You so did. did. Yeah. I can't even keep them all and, and you got a bunch of comedy people to do it so it wasn't the yeah. other actors you might have picked before so that's fun yeah it was really mm-hmm. interesting uh with one minute play festival um i've been asked to participate in it the last two years and uh it's just never worked into my schedule and so i was really excited um that with the recommendation of marianne galloway i love you i hope you're having fun in la beautiful creature i love you too um uh, I yeah, I got into directing this year with the festival, and I remember thinking, "Wow, I'm so excited! This is such an honor!" Like, "Oh, who are these? Who are the best actors I can get? Um, who do I know?" And I started thinking about it, and I said to myself, "If I'm getting this opportunity to rise up and do something more maybe prestigious than I've been offered before, why don't I take this opportunity?" to bring up and lift up other people with me who don't normally get this opportunity. Mm-hmm. And so um, I reached out to people in comedy, who um, several of whom had never done a scripted play before. Um, I had five, uh, five out of my six actors were persons of color. Um, and, uh, and it was just really amazing to like bring in all these people who've never done scripted theater before on sketch comedy and improv only and put them up on stage with these theater artists some of whom have been performing for decades and see them hold Mm -hmm. their own on stage um and i i wanted to make a really powerful testament to the fact that um improv and comedy are theater Mm -hmm. these are theater artists they are performers um look at what they can do Mm -hmm. and um it was really great (laughs) To That's see. awesome. I really appreciate that you're trying to diversify theater with people from different backgrounds because I think that theater sometimes gets a bad rap of being elitist or you have to start young or mm-hmm. it's only for people who can afford it. And you are definitely going out of your way to break those barriers. And I, for one, am a fan of it. Me too. More improvers in the theater. <laughs> Love it. Um, I would like to take this moment to steer away from your professional career a little bit uh, and, and get a little bit personal, which will um, be a topic that will lead into next month's tea talk. You can get a little bit of a sneak peek. Um, but, JC, mm-hmm. um, you are a person living with fibromyalgia. Is correct. That correct. Um, that is something that I do not have, uh, but have family members who also are living with that and um, have seen on that personal side how difficult it can be. And um, for you to be doing all these amazing things in the community, I'm just wondering, are you okay, (laughs) for one? (laughs) It depends on the day. (laughs) Um, Earlier this week on Wednesday and Tuesday, my answer would have been no. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I am not okay. Um, I 
had commitments on Wednesday night that I had to cancel because I needed a reset day mm-hmm. um, because the pain and brain fog were so bad. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's interesting. I, uh, I have had problems for a long time with having like spells of like lethargy and pain, um, just feeling kind of out of sorts. And then about seven years ago, uh, it hit me harder than it ever had and mm-hmm. it didn't go away. And um, went to doctors, did so many lab tests uh, for a couple months. And then finally, a doctor just said, I think you might just have fibromyalgia. And I was like, what? What's that? What does this mean? (laughs) Um, Does this mean I'm going to hurt forever? Yes. Um, (laughs) um, And it it took a lot out of me. I was really scared Mm -hmm. when I was first um, diagnosed. And the doctor... Uh, I'm, I'm so thankful for this. He handed me the card of a therapist and said, a lot of people, when they're first diagnosed with some sort of chronic pain or chronic illness, um, it can be very overwhelming. And it can lead to a lot of depression. And I, I think it would benefit you if you went and saw someone. And so I started going to cognitive behavioral therapy. Mm-hmm. And it was the best thing that could have happened to me. Um, because it allowed me to, uh, because specifically because it was cognitive behavioral therapy, I, I um, did a lot of tracking my sleep, tracking my eating habits, tracking my pain levels day by day, um, tracking my moods. And so I was able to find what are the things that cause my fibromyalgia to flare up the most, what are the things that help relieve it the most, um, so that I found out how can I live day to day uh, in the most effective way in my body. Mm-hmm. And I'm very lucky. I don't have to use any sort of medication or overly specialized routine to help manage it um, because it's, it's, it's not too bad. I can live my everyday life most of the time. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and obviously there are people who are not as lucky as me uh, living with it. And so... Um, that's one of the reasons why I am able to do so much uh, because of my my personal case. Um, but yeah, it's it's been it's been a journey <laughs> finding out what my limits are, um, mm-hmm. and I still push them. <laughs> but um, it's it's been really great when I've had people be supportive in my professional life of giving me the accommodations I need when I need them. Um, and just speaking up and advocating for myself so that I can always participate. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so since it's invisible, we can't really see that you have fibro, what have been some of the obstacles you faced with that? Um, First of all, it's education, just people not knowing what it is or um, knowing how it affects me or not thinking about the nuances of how severe it can be um versus how light can be Mm -hmm. and so um i am having a brain fog moment right now and i forgot what i started talking about (laughs) totally fine we were talking about obstacles obstacles yes so um like the education uh just not knowing what it is or how it can affect you um the other obstacle uh People, I would say for the most part, 
believe me that it's there and believe me that it's real, but may not believe what I say my boundaries are. Mm-hmm. Um, so if I tell them like, hey, I'm having a flare up today, so I can't go full out on the choreography, but trust me that if I am in performance, I can still do it. And they'll look at me and they'll say, well, if you can't do it today, like, how can I trust that you won't be able to do it, that you'll be able to do it in performance? And I'll say, well, because I'll take preventative measures at that time. I can tell when a flare-up's coming and I will rest. Mm-hmm. I'm just not going to do it in rehearsals because I can't afford to right now. I have a life. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so that's, that's sometimes a struggle. Um, and then the, the other thing is, um, I try not to ask for accommodations until I need them. I don't, I don't like to bring it up early because of the potential for discrimination. Um, and so a lot of times then if I've been going through like a long period of time with somebody and then I finally ask like, Hey, can I get a chair to sit in? (laughs) Um, because I'm not feeling great today. I get side eye like we haven't needed it this whole time. Why do you need it today? Hmm. Um, and so I, it's, it's, it can be a struggle. It can be a struggle sometimes. Um, like I said, I, I'm very grateful that I'm a mild to moderate kind of case. Um, but I definitely feel for the other, um, performers and professionals in our area that aren't as fortunate as me. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Um, so this is going to be the moment where if you want to spill the tea on any wrongdoings that you have faced living your fiber life, um, <laughs> name names, call them out. You can if you want. If you, you don't want to. have to. <laughs> Basically, I guess what I want to go with is how can we be better? Yes, how can, how can we, we be better? improve what we're doing to make it easier for people with fibro? Yeah. Um, one of the things that... Um, I did yesterday that I think a lot of theaters can do is um, when you have cast your actors for a show, um, you've assembled your production team, when you gather information from everybody, ask them up front if they uh, want any accommodations. Noted. Um, For me, because that lets me know that this theater is open to giving them to me from the get-go, and um, it makes me less afraid to speak up and ask for them. So you're, you're approaching me and asking me, like, hey, do you need anything? Just let me know. We can, we can work around it. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of reminds me of, like, when uh, an intimacy director comes in and asks you, like, hey, are there any boundaries that we need to set from the Mm get-go? Okay, well, we're coming in, we're asking from the get-go, are there any accommodations that you need that we can help with so we know, and we'll make it work. Mm -hmm. Um, So that, that's for me, is really inviting. And it can be, it doesn't necessarily have to be just that. It can just be a general, like, is there anything we need to know about you? Um, Is there anything, any safety concerns um, that we need to help take care of? Any accessibility putting it all together so it's less intimidating. Mm -hmm. Um, But um, my other thing would just give give grace to your performers. (laughs) Um, Recognize that we're all human and we're going to have good days and we're going to have bad days and that goes for everyone with and without Mm -hmm. disabilities. Um, And so give give grace to your performers. Trust them when they say, 
what their needs are mm-hmm. and how they're doing that day. Um, because nobody knows your body better than you do. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, so trust them when they speak up. Um, trust them that they know their own limits. Don't try and impose them. Yeah. And listen, hey, theaters, you're not paying your actors enough to disrespect them like that, okay? (laughs) That's the tea! Yeah. If they need a mental health day or something, give it to them. Because your nickels and dimes aren't making sure they're better people in the real world, okay? They're and if doing they need a, a chair backstage, give them a damn chair! <laughs> chair! Oh my god! I will give you a chair to give them. Like, really? Yeah, I was I was at a professional theater here in the area uh, when I was having a fibro flare-up, and I asked, um, hey, can we just double-check that in this hallway entrance uh, to the theater, there's a chair for me while I wait, uh, for my entrance uh, because it's really hard for me to stand for long periods of time right now and I'd rather save that energy for my performance. And the stage manager just kind of gave me side eye and was like, well, I, I just don't know. The ushers are there and sometimes they move things and I just don't know if I can really guarantee it. I was <laughs> like, wow, I asked for a chair and this is what I get? It's a chair! <laughs> it's a chair. <laughs> if you're worried about it being moved put a sign on the chair jc's chair do not touch i will end your life in fact don't even she doesn't even deserve a chair give her a throne exactly Exactly. i've stage managed for a very long time you are wrong stage manager i don't know who you are but i hope you just like look up at your ceiling when you're going to bed tonight and just was like "Mm, yeah that was my mistake and you know what I'm going to be a better person now. Just grow. Chairs for grow. everyone. You get a chair. You get a chair. <laughs> well, um, this is a little taste of what is to come. Hopefully next month we are going to dive deeper into um, the realm of silent um, illnesses. And we really want to uh, extend the invitation back here to come and join us with that conversation. JC, I feel like you're a wonderful asset and a, mm-hmm. a very a big advocate for that community. Exactly. Um, and, and it's it's a large community. Um, it is. And it's, we just don't talk about it a lot publicly because we're afraid of not getting cast sometimes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that stigma needs to go away. That's, that's like we have tackled mental health. Uh, we are going to tackle these invisible illnesses too because it's something that needs to be highlighted in our community um, because it's not going away. And if we're not acknowledging something, if we're not putting... Um, our focus into trying to be a part of the solution, then we're part of the problem. Exactly. Really, you know, that's the tea. That Um, is the tea. Do you have any closing words for this wonderful JC Spotlight? Be kind. Smile more. And laugh every day. Love it. I need that on a little sampler on my wall. Inspirational quotes with Jay-Z. What's cross-stitch? That's what I need. Yes. I think I want three panels with your face looking in different directions. Yes. With like clouds behind it. That's that's the picture I'm going to give you to put on this article. Please. Thank you. I I I would appreciate that. I think that's what we're going for. Um, Listeners, we appreciate you. Uh, Thank you for... um, taking our little vacation with us 
Um, summer is a time to relax, and I hope you had a relaxful summer. But hey, we're back. We're back, back, back. Um, and we are coming to your living rooms. We're coming to your cars. Wherever you listen to us, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Music, our podcasts, um, and also our SoundCloud. Woohoo! And we also will have a little extra JC Hood treat on our Patreon. Mm-hmm. So be sure to check us out there. And until next time, that's the tea.